Thank you for giving us your time. Did you know that you could change someone's day to day just by sharing this episode? Our mission is to help women. We all want more money, more success, more love, more laughter and more time for ourselves. Women Helping Women is how we're going to get there. Thanks for joining us for another episode. And today's episode is going to be a classic catch-up episode. How's it going, Pia? How is the bump? Oh my God. I had so much drama at the weekend, Kaya. I am due on the 25th of October, right? So when we're recording, that's two weeks away. And I said I was going to finish up on the 1st of October and I was going to stop applying work and start getting myself more into new mama mode, get the house ready, get everything done. I did not do that. Now, in <laughs> fairness, I did it with 90% of my client work. I moved, I shut it down. Um, and But last week, I literally was at my desk full eight hour days just trying to get stuff done. And this is another example of me and my bad boundaries because I had clients coming to me knowing I was done and saying, I just need this one last thing. I just need this one last thing. So I spent all of last week just doing a lot of work that I wasn't billing for, which I don't mind. I want to make sure that the clients, that they're getting a good experience and that they feel supported as I leave. But they were coming in with all these last minute requests and I was just doing all of this busy work that wasn't actually helping me with anything to do with my business or wrapping stuff up in my business. Um, And then, so that all culminated on Friday night when I had false labor. (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah. So Stephen and I were convinced that I was in labor. And basically what happened was because I've been prioritizing work so much, I hadn't actually done anything to prep the house because I was like okay Lindsay was born on his due date so that's what's going to happen this time and so that night I started getting these pretty intense cramps and I was like okay that's weird because you know that's how Enzo started <laughs> and then like, is this weird or am I in labor <laughs> yeah because I've been getting loads of Braxton Hicks and that's really normal for me but then they don't usually hurt they're just my muscles tensing and so this time I was getting cramps and I was getting my muscles tensing and I was saying to Stephen I'm getting these really regular cramps and he was like oh it's probably just Braxton Hicks and I was like look at my <laughs> (laughs) stomach and my stomach was coning and all the muscles were tensing and that's what happened when I was in labor with Enzo so he was like oh my god (laughs) the two of us were sitting there and we had nothing organized like I'm going for a home birth but we didn't have a hospital bag packed we didn't have newborn nappies like we don't have newborn nappies in the house we had no baby stuff set up nowhere nothing done and so the two of us were running around the house trying to prep a, a hospital bag I then rang the midwife and the midwife said okay you could be in labor But she said the difference between labor and Braxton Hicks is that the labor cramps will be very regular, whereas the Braxton Hicks will be irregular. So she said, start timing them. And so we did. And and we realized that they were coming in at four minutes, 12 minutes, seven minutes. So we were like, okay, this probably isn't labor. But it was the best thing that could have happened. The wake up call. Oh, my God. I was living in cuckoo land. And I've been talking about having this. It's a hypothetical baby, but actually it's real. <laughs> I think the universe sent me this wake up call because it was like, you are not getting your shit in gear. <laughs> Get the newborn nappies, Pia, pack the bag. So then the next day, myself and Stephen got all the baby clothes, washed them, prepped them, have them now all categorized by age. So it was really good. And now today I have one last meeting. I have to go to a board meeting with a client, which I'm actually really excited about. And that's going to be me finishing up. And then it's the rest of my week is just... Are you going to put your out of office on? Yes, I am. 
I started training this woman, Yelena, who's come into my business. And it was so cool. She started then dealing with my clients over in Germany and just seeing her email them and seeing her deal with all of the stuff that I'm usually doing myself. And she did such a good job. Yeah, It was just such a nice feeling. It was like, oh my God, my business can run without me. I can step away. And you know what? If she has a question, I'm I'm not on Mars. Like I'm still here. We tend to think that I can't finish up because I'll just be gone. So that was, I I got a real buzz off that. But the rest of my week is literally just, I have pedicures booked. I have a facial booked. I have acupuncture. I'm just looking after myself. I love it. You're like, I'm just getting myself ready for looking good for when the baby comes. (laughs) I'm not going to have time. That's exactly it. Because you and I have both read this book, The First 40 Days, which is just to anyone who doesn't know, it's about the first 40 days after giving birth is a really critical time in a woman's postpartum period which is, it's not about getting yourself to snap back and having lots of guests over that you have to entertain. It's about, in traditional cultures, what they would have done was really batten down the hatches with their baby and they would have just spent time in bed doing nothing. I didn't leave the house for the first 40 days. Like I literally, I think I went one time to the supermarket, had a meltdown because I couldn't make a decision about something. (laughs) And I literally went because it was my husband's birthday. But the other time I was in, I just was in the house for 40 days. And it is funny because I think there's a lot of, especially for my mum's generation, there's a lot of this, get out the house for a walk, all of this stuff. And actually, as you said, in Chinese medicine, which is an ancient tradition, as is a lot of the yoga traditions and the Ayurveda practices that come with that, the wisdom there is different to our kind of snap back mentality. Oh my God. And it puts so much pressure on women in Western society that like, you need to start, you need to look good. You need to wash your hair and, and have people over and entertain them and get no guest should ever be coming into your house after you've had a baby and expect to be fed and expect to be coffees made and everything like a good guest. When you've just had a baby comes in and says, okay, what do you need done? I'm going to do they just a, do your washing and bring you food. They do your washing and bring you food. They don't bring you flowers because flowers are just for me. Flowers are work. Whenever people brought flowers over, I was like, can I eat them? All <laughs> I wanted was food. But so in this book, it's, true. it's, it's like the best gift is food. It's food. Yeah. But this book, it just blew my mind and you recommended it to me. <clears throat> and it's all about that your body has <clears throat> in the Ayurvedic tradition, you have a lot of air in your body because this baby was in this space. And then there's this huge space there that needs to be filled. Your organs are all in different places. So it's all about eating warming foods mm. that are easy to digest. And it's just lying in bed, being in bed with your baby, sleeping when they're sleeping and just basically stepping off the whole life hamster wheel. And that's something I have been working so hard to get everything in my business so that people can just leave me alone for 40 days. Mm, But you've done it. I've done it. it. I really feel that I have done it. And And now the universe has given you one wake up to say, Pia, you've done it. The date has come. The date date has come. Exactly. And it's, and it was funny because on, I think it was Thursday night, the baby dropped and it was a very I could really feel it it was like all of a sudden I could breathe I could take a proper breath in and you could visibly see that the baby had dropped and I was like oh my god this is not this is not so far away so this is coming any any day now oh I'm so excited I just I feel like it is obviously having a new baby is so exciting but I think when it's a gender reveal at the same time it really is so exciting 
Oh, isn't it fun? And it's so funny because there are very two distinct camps in this. And I, I find in Ireland, we tend to veer more towards, I, I want the surprise. But then when I talk to people in the UK, and when, especially when I talk to people in Germany, like nobody in Germany doesn't find out. Oh my God, I I think the surprise is so good. So and it's, good. It's just so interesting from like your own intuition perspective. Yeah. Because when you don't know, I remember like just really thinking about it all the time. And it's, I didn't have, the right intuition about it do you know what I mean really I did you tell. think Luca was a girl I just didn't have a gender energy I just yeah ha- me too I had, do you know what I mean I was exactly the same with Enzo and I'm the same with this baby and it's I think part of my intuition has been veering towards a girl but I think that's because I'd love a girl mm. but my brain is telling me it's definitely a boy yeah it's you like know? your brain's protecting you yeah yeah exactly and I'm just going to be a boy mom and that's okay of course all like baby all healthy babies all babies that are just like yeah the life is a blessing yeah but I think that you're allowed to have preferences you are exactly well, allowed allowed I know like, you're not allowed to say them but... <laughs> you're allowed to have like fantasies exactly I have such a good relationship with my sisters and my mom that it's like that female relationship is really important but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen it just exactly. wasn't meant to be so how are you getting on yeah I'm good I feel like as you were talking one of the things that was popping into my mind was pleaser like when you yeah. were talking oh, about total pleaser doing like your clients work and stuff like that and I think I've had quite a big realization in the last, I'd say probably 24 hours, but it's been playing Mm. out over the last week, which is that I've been doing quite a lot of people pleasing. And I think what that's looked like is because we're living in somebody else's space. Yeah. And there's other people around. Like I have done things that are prioritizing other people's needs over my own. And actually it culminated with, we are staying with such a lovely family. And I think that the stepping, well, being able to prioritize your needs is drawing the line between you don't need to judge other people. The situation is not about other people. It's actually about the fact that you're worthy of Mm -hmm. having needs. And I think that this, what I realized is over the weekend, I committed at the end of the week to spend Sunday driving to a kind of different region having lunch with a big family that I don't know that well having a paella and then going for a walk and coming home and I think I hadn't really thought about what this looked like in reality because what it looked like was being in a car for between two and three hours with a full car with two children and then being in an environment where I couldn't get out of there because yeah. I was dependent on transport. So I think that I was in a, I was with people for probably like six or seven hours in the end and I couldn't get out of it. And actually when I woke up on Sunday, I know that I could I can sense that Steph and I have had a, a, a few difficult days And I think it culminated yesterday was a Mm -hmm. really tough day for both of us. So to be in an environment where we couldn't get out of it, it was so claustrophobic and it was really intense. And basically I think what, what Steph was so drained in the evening. Mm -hmm. And as I was talking with him about it, he was like, I was really surprised that you agreed to it in the first place. And I'm like, yeah, because I almost felt obligated. I felt like it was a really nice offer. And Mm -hmm. so I should say, yes, again, Mm -hmm. that was that pleaser. Yeah. 
And actually the reflection is that I did the same thing the week before. And then when, so on Sunday, like the way that I felt was depleted yeah, because I'm working all week and yeah. I love my job, but a lot of it is my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am somebody who does, even in the best of times, I need time on my own. I love time on my own. And it's something that I always build into my life. So in this time, which is not the best of times and is quite challenging, yeah, putting myself in any environment, I, it's not about the people that I was with or even necessarily the conditions. I do not want to be around other people for seven hours when I can't no. get out. And you know what? Again, great wake up call from the universe. Because I said to Steph, it was interesting to see our different responses. And I think I had been doing a lot of like PQ throughout the day. And I'd been doing that practice of sending out blessings, which was so helpful. So Mm. I I noticed that there was a constant dialogue of judgment, rage, anger. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually where I had got to was I said to him, I now have this information, like this has been really helpful. I know that I can do, I can spend time with people if we are spending a couple of hours together and we're going on a walk or something and I'm not relying, like nobody's transporting me somewhere. So I'm dependent on them. Like I can get out of that situation. So that, that was a useful insight. And I think that he was a few steps behind and was in this kind of space of judgment, which Mm -hmm. I have empathy for. I understand Mm -hmm. that, but it's a bit like that saying you when you're having a negative emotion, especially if it's judgment, like you're holding a hot coal, put the coal down. Mm. It's making you feel bad. When you're judging people, usually you're feeling angry or you're feeling another negative emotion is what's happening. Mm. But also what was interesting yesterday is that when we were at the lunch, there were two like lovely warm family and they were, the grandma was saying these things to me in Spanish about, we've got to look to the future. So there was just, there was this kind of, she, it was coming from a place of love, but mm. there was a language barrier between us. And also it was difficult to receive what she was saying or respond to it. But then her husband, who's lovely as well, like very sweet and warm, he started crying. And it was just like both Steph and I could see, like I really wanted to cry and mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't. And I felt like Steph was crying a little bit, but it's, we were in this situation where there just, there wasn't space for us yeah. to really break down. And, and had you I, been with this couple on your own, there might've been space. Uh, yeah. I think that it just was like, it wasn't the right environment. Yeah, environment. I didn't. And I, I think that's where the pleaser thing came in. Cause I said mm-hmm. to Steph, I haven't broken down since really since we've been here, like with the family. And I said, I I don't feel like it just doesn't feel like the right space for me. And I said, that's Mm -hmm. quite weird because in other environments, I would have quite quickly. It's what I said to you. It's like, they had, there's a lot of children. Like Steph's cousin is going through um, a divorce and it's, there's a lot of other things going on. And so it's this pleaser in me that's keeping myself contained. Mm. And so I think actually I did break down with his cousin who we're staying with. And that after that, like for me, it was like such a release. And I think that's why I was able to let go of the judgment. At the end of the day, I was in a different space to Steph because I'd let it out. But in the buildup, it was, yeah, it was bad. I was feeling really trapped and it was very difficult. Um, Yeah, I think it's, it's been an interesting one. But on the other hand... I think that a big shift for me, not to do with 
that kind of episode at the weekend was that mm. for the week before I've just gone back to basics and I've really gone laser focused on my ingredients for success so all of the particular things that I want to focus on every single week I've got a list of about 10 things half of them are to do with my own energy so it's things like journaling meditation what else have I got in there yoga stuff like that Mm -hmm. reading learning and then the other things are metrics that I measure on a weekly basis in my business and I haven't been that focused on these things for the last couple of months And actually where I've got to is that I am getting laser focused on taking action and letting go of the outcome because I can't control the outcome, but I can control the action I take. And you know what? I had such, I had a really productive week last week. I re-enrolled a new client just randomly, which felt amazing. But I feel like it was like an energetic shift of stopping feeling busy basically taking control of my time and being like these are my priorities and so that's what I'm going to be doing not faffing around Mm. creating all this busy work which is I think where I'd been for like quite a few weeks do you know what I mean yeah okay and I want to look back at the environment that you're in and the fact that because you are in somebody else's house and Mm. I think you and I are quite similar in the way that Steph can wear his heart on the sleeve and Mm. he can have those tears in front of people. And I would be a much more private crier when I I, when I struggle to let out those emotions in front of people, unless I feel like I'm in a very safe environment. So has it changed what you want to do with your situation or do you feel like you are in a safe environment where you can have that release and then start to build up your energy again? We are. We looked at quite a few. We looked at a flat. We put an offer in on a flat to rent last week. And I think that it. Uh, we need our own space. Absolutely. Yeah. Just because not only the time, not only the kind of time for us in our life right now, but also, you know, we are, we're a couple and we're both working for ourselves on our own mm-hmm. businesses. So yeah. also like, the energy in the environment is very important for both of us. Yeah, you know? yeah, and very much so. We, I am somebody who is really, I think, probably better at protecting my own energy and better at protecting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that it's it is it's a balance right now between needing to not making any rash decisions. Yeah, yeah, because I want us to settle somewhere for a long time like six six mm-hmm. months minimum or a year yeah so it's right now is the time where we're, we're it's a bit like short-term pain for a long-term gain if, yeah we've, we've got to and we're in we're very fortunate we're in a beautiful house mm-hmm. the kids and the mum are at work or at school Monday to Friday and that's okay. where it's that insight I chose to give one day of my weekend to this intense situation nobody forced me to do that mm. I chose it And so it's all information, isn't it, about what to do in the future? It's exactly it's these things happen. And then you the way what I know I'm out of alignment when I start to experience anger. Mm. That's my emotion. And I get angry at myself. I get angry at the situation. I get angry at Stephen. And that's how I know just the situation I'm in is wrong. And you obviously started to experience a little bit of that. Totally. And it's so funny, as you said that immediately, I'm like, exactly. And the telltale sign is that Steph's making me angry. Yeah, (laughs) I did this wonderful, like really long journaling session this morning. And as I was 
it was about a reset plan. As I was answering a question about like, where's the incong, where am I out of, where am I not congruent yeah. with my existing life and where I want to be? And you know mm-hmm. what the answer was? It was in, in my marriage. And it was really, like, it was just that I'm not supporting him in the way yeah. that I could be. And it's because I'm giving my energy to people that I care less about. It's so funny, isn't it? And I think that is a problem for so many marriages. And so we give our energy to people because we want to save face or we want to keep up with the Joneses or whatever. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. And then we don't mind hurting the feelings of the people closest to us. Yeah. And it's an I'm angry with him because I've you've got nothing for me. Yeah. You've been talking to your cousin for two hours today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But it's exactly the same thing. It's, we're both doing that. We're both like pleasing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, actually, it was when I just, it was such an aha moment this morning when I was mm-hmm. journaling, because I was like, I can't change feeling angry with him about what he's doing. I can't change that, but I can change what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I can start pouring into him. And I have some really clear things that I can do right now to support him in a massive way mm. to do with his business. And I just feel really excited to do that. It's shifting the energy from judgment and shifting it from I'm angry at you because of, of this people pleasing to what can we build and to empowerment but I tell you what I've got one yeah. other piece of news for you mm. on Saturday night I had a glass of wine did you <laughs> I did. how did it feel it was funny actually I feel like it was like I enjoyed it yeah and it didn't change anything yeah like, well, that's it exactly I've got I'm not going to be like oh now I'm going to be having wine when I feel like it I'm like okay that was a one-off and I enjoyed yeah. it yeah and I think Steph probably enjoyed it even more I'd say so. <laughs> he was just like so delighted not to be drinking alone. But we, what was cool is actually we went out on Saturday night and had such a nice evening. And we just talked about like his business. Mm, oh, fun. And it was just, I know I love both of us. It's just like, I know you were so such nerds. To talk about business. <laughs> yeah. But it was, do you know what? It was really fun because I think he's somebody who's, I'm like probably talk about my business like, incessantly I'm probably yeah. insufferable yeah but like <laughs> <laughs> he's quite private about it like he does talk mm. about it but actually when he was telling me some things on Saturday and at the end of the evening he was just like this was so great like thanks so much for listening and encouraging mm. me but I was just so like impressed really where he'd got to because I feel like I so this is again it's that judgment where I'm like what action are you taking and da, yeah, da, da, da. Yeah. I'm all, and it's I'm holding him to the standard of me but I, we work in really different ways we are yeah. so different mm-hmm. and actually on Saturday when I spoke to him sometimes I'm like <laughs> he because he's older than me he's like 54 he literally must mm-hmm. be like you just shut the fuck up and get out my face <laughs> like I've had yeah. a really successful career as a lawyer then I was a COO then I was a CEO just get out my like, face. I got this when we spoke on Saturday I was like you do have this yeah is you actually started to see it and see your yeah, husband like so incredibly much accomplished person yeah but I just like it was actually really I was really impressed but see isn't that the amazing thing when we step out of trying to fix a situation or advise a situation and we just create a a space for them to share their ideas and you become a container for sharing Mm. these ideas it's a very different like shift in energy Um, and we tend to all just go into maybe you should try this maybe you should do this and it's we Stephen and I have the same kind of interactions because I talk a lot about my business and we're looking at what we can create and then it's like when he is talking about problems in his work 
I'm going straight into let's fix this mode. And it's sometimes <laughs> you don't need to fix it. <laughs> you just need to acknowledge it. I just want someone to know what I'm going through. Yeah. Even if they've told us like 10 Ooh. times, they yeah. still need that space. I have to say, though, one of my favorite things about a date night with myself and Stephen, and we're going to be going on one in the next couple of days, if the baby will allow. I just love going, having a glass of wine with him and just talking about what we could create. Yeah, that's you know? literally what we were doing. Yeah, it's what do we and we do it actually at the end of every single year. We'll go for a little date night and we talk about what went well that year. What would we like to do more of? What? What kind of bad habits did we slip into? What would we like to do less of? And it's a really, I just, it's my favorite night of the year where we just, we just dream about what could happen. And the funny thing is by having these conversations, it does start to happen more because we've set the intention for the year. It's so true. And spending, it's that word intention again Mm -hmm. of there's spending time with somebody and then there's actually quality time. And when we take the label off it being like time for romance, it's like time for dreaming is so much more exciting. Yeah, we need like the passion and we need the romance too. But you know what? Those things are much easier when you are, when it doesn't feel like it's that's what the thing is about, when the thing is actually about dreaming. Completely. And when you get to a certain age, when you get to our age, so much of your life is about obligation. You're looking after kids, you've got jobs, you've got bills to pay. And it's very hard to shift from that energy to romance. Whereas when you're actually talking about each other's hopes and your aspirations and what you'd love to create, for me, that is a far sexier conversation that is going to lead to romance. You are bang on. It's so (laughs) true. And yeah, husbands take note if you want to seduce (laughs) your wife. Appeal to her mind. Yeah, talk about what you're building for the future together. Uh, Exactly. Make her feel safe and secure. And this is the world that we could create. It's that is it's just funny because that is how a woman be, feels romantic. And when they look at how, how men, men are very visual and they will like visually look at something and, and they'll feel turned on. Whereas women, it's very much about the conversation that you're having. So I find these days are and it was actually really interesting because I was out on Friday for my, my mom and my sister took me out for a we went for afternoon tea in this really nice hotel and it was it just looked so lovely oh, it was it was just pure luxury we went in and we just got treated like queens but my mom said something really nice to me she booked a to go see uh this thing called Hamilton it's a an opera yeah, it's so good the, oh I didn't know but yeah I didn't know about it so she has booked now it's over coming to Ireland in I think it's like September 2024 or something and she said I just went ahead and I booked it I didn't ask your father I just and she said, I'm doing that more and more. Pia, I was inspired by you. She's you and Stephen are always so good at just booking date nights. So she said, this is just what I'm doing. If I ask him, he'll say no. But if I just book it, he'll be delighted when it comes along. And it's, such a, it, it, it's actually such a cool thing because when you're up to your eyes in work and you're up to your eyes in screaming kids or whatever, yeah, the thought of going on a date night is actually, it's not very exciting in that moment. Whereas if you book something a couple of weeks in advance or, and you just put it in the diary, by the time it comes along, you're like, oh my God, I need this. And I love stepping away from mom energy, from business owner energy, from all of that. I'm just having time, just myself and Stephen. Yeah, it's interesting as you were saying that, it's reminding, it's like intention, that word again, mm. but also it's like that 
when you were describing when you got sucked into the week last week reacting to yeah. your clients mm-hmm. and it's that's what happens to us in life all the time we get yeah. sucked in to mm-hmm. life and we yeah. stop doing it's that we work we're in our relationship we're not working on our relationship and you know exactly. what that work on your marriage needs to happen all the time you can't just be in your marriage you've got to be working on your marriage in the same way that you can't just be in your business you've got to be working on your business otherwise there's no growth you're absolutely right. It's so funny because I always talk about I need to work on my business, but I've never thought of what myself and Stephen are doing. It's working on our marriage as right. opposed to just being in our marriage. And it is. It's. I think that's where the magic happens. That's where the connection happens, because you can become like ships in the night when you're coming in. You're both working different hours. You're, And, and that's another thing that I'm a bit more cognizant of now that there's going to be two kids it's because right. I know Stephen's going to be away with Enzo in the in the playground and I'm going to be looking after the baby and it's going to create this degree of separation and unless I put these things into the calendar and ask my support network around me can you look after our babies we're not going to get that opportunity to work on our marriage but it's so you just saying that out loud, out loud there is the intention to do that yeah yeah, absolutely. And it's always part of, I'm looking at my vision board right now and on it, it says date nights. So it's like having these things and it's it's exactly like what you did when you were journaling this morning and it's, it gave you space to process the emotions that you were feeling over the weekend. And it's like having these vision boards and having these intentions, it just, it's a way for you to process what do I want? And then having a structure there that you can then start to follow up on. Yeah, I found it really interesting because I was doing some quite detailed kind of goal mm. setting as well which like when I got just before we hopped on this call now and I'm going to go jump back into that. But I, what I was finding really interesting is that there's, I noticed there's been an evolution where when I first started my business, it was all about the money. It yeah. was because there was like, that was, that seemed such a big obstacle actually yeah. generating income. That was such a big dream, right? Mm, and I yeah. think actually when you have some success and when you generate some income, by the way, let's just take a minute to celebrate how much money you've made this month. Cause that's fucking amazing. Like Thank I am you. literally celebrating you. <laughs> Piers made so much money this month, guys. But like also this, I was telling you that this has been like a multi- five figure month for me too mm-hmm. yeah without having without kind of that many I just had one re-enrollment but it's from other work that I've done and having delayed payments but once you start to have a level of confidence that you are going to be able to have a business that's going to be able yeah. to give you freedom and a job you love and money mm-hmm. it's then what's the bigger dream and today yeah. my dreams were all about having in six months time it was like I want my marriage to be in the best place it's ever been yeah yeah and it's what was the one-year dream what was the five-year dream they were all about a life together mm-hmm. and they were so it was such a different focus from when I was doing this this exercise a year ago and it was mm-hmm. all about my business now yeah. it's like my business is a part of it I love it so much but actually it's the vision is about my life. It's expanded so much. It's like Maz's hierarchy of needs. When you were starting out, you didn't have any money. You didn't, you hadn't proven to yourself that you could make money for yourself. So you were at the bottom layer. You were just all about safety. Um, And now you've proven to yourself that you can do that. So now you're moving into self-actualization. How can I actually create the best possible relationship, the best possible work-life balance? Yeah. And it's a lot, there's a lot of like spirituality in there for me, Mm. 
because that again is about that like self-actualization but what I think is an interesting place that we're ending up is in Mm. sorry that I'm like shouting this out for you but I do think it's such a monumental place to celebrate for you that you basically Mm. you've made almost as much money this month as you did in the whole year last year right yeah (laughs) so wow like how much can change in a year yeah it's Jeez, I didn't even think of that. It's been actually a really nice place to end up on where I've really reflected on my year and it's been a huge amount of work and it's even more so it's been a huge amount of me stepping out of my comfort zone. I have grown more in the last year than I have in, I'd say in the last 10 years because I stopped trying to be a perfectionist, which is what held me back in my business for the first three years of it, where I was trying to get everything perfect before I executed And the shift in energy was that I execute and I actually try and refine it on the journey. And I fucked up so much. I made so many mistakes. I embarrassed myself in front of clients. And you know what? Like no one died. (laughs) No died and it it rained. It was, yeah, it was absolutely fine. And actually the thing that I was scared of the most that I would make, I destroy my reputation. The client fairly noticed. I noticed that I'd messed up. And what I've proven to myself is that I am a brave person. And that's become part of my self-story. It's become that I now know through evidence, I I am brave and I I can be fearless. That you are. Yeah. Yeah. In the same way that you prove to yourself every day that you're disciplined. I've proven this thing to myself and that I got a lovely message from one of um, my friends yesterday in the coaching community. And she just said, this woman would be, I look up to her a lot. It's Kelly. I look up to her massively and she's been a huge support to me and she's coached me and she's done everything. But she turned around to me and said that I've been an inspiration to her because she's seen with how I have created this business, how I've been raising my family, how I've handled everything, the pregnancy with such grace. And I just never thought that I could be an inspiration to somebody else. It's just like when you're living in it, you're just everything, all the punches that are being thrown, you just get on with it. And in the last kind of I'd say two weeks, I've had this period of reflection to just be like, I actually have done a good job and I am proud of myself. Good for you. You should be proud of yourself. So what would you tell that version of you 12 months ago? Mm. What what advice would you give her now? What advice? In a way, I'm... I I don't know what I'd change because what happened has, has led me to here... I I think it's understanding that the decisions that you make in your business, what direction you go, it doesn't really matter. What matters more is that you just set a direction and you consistently go after it and you start to see, is this working? Is it not? And it's for years I would do something and it wouldn't work. And then I'd change direction. So I spent so much time actually re-strategizing, whereas this time, I have my guiding North Star, which is I want to fundamentally improve the eating habits of people in Ireland. And I want to create a food system using Ireland as the model that can then be integrated into other countries. So that's my North Star is that I I want to fix our food system and I want to help create the movement that does that. And so it doesn't matter what actions I take as long as they're guiding me towards that. So I just thought I had to have my vision and my purpose and all of this absolutely perfect. But the reality is these things change. As you get into action, you realize I like I was I spent so much time worried about who is my exact customer niche. And my niche has it's refined so often. Mm. What used to be 
food producers. Now it's then it was Irish food producers and it was Irish family run businesses. And now it's really I've refined it more into female led food businesses. And it's like that clarity only came through action. Whereas before I used to think that I would have to have that level of clarity from the get go. Yeah, no, I think that's really powerful. Like I enjoyed listening to it. And I'm sure a lot of people listening will enjoy those words of wisdom because it is true that it's almost, it's so easy to get bogged down in the detail. And actually what I'm hearing you say there is that knowing what is your why, what is the real thing Mm -hmm. that your business is about? Yeah. You don't have to have a solution right now to how you're going to, solve the Irish food crisis or the current eating. Oh, I have no idea how I'm going to do it. You don't need to know that bit, but you need to know that's what your mission is. That's the bigger mission that you're a part of. Yeah. Um, And I think that's so much more relatable Mm -hmm. for so many people, right? Because many of us connect with a mission that we want to be a part of, Mm -hmm. whether it's another mission that we're both a part of right now, which is making the workplace work for women, helping women to recreate their own vision of what work looks like and have the belief that they can build the businesses that they want themselves. That that's another thing that we're behind. But I think that those big mission things, they are, they're lights for us to see. It, it, it all gets harder when we're looking at the detail of us, that detail stuff holds you back. Yeah. It completely holds you back. And also it's a really having that, that guiding North Star is a really good question to ask yourself so that you know that you're operating in alignment with it or not. And so I have to be really honest, I struggled last week because I have spent 12, 12 months, probably even longer, two years developing my methodology for how I work with clients. And now I have it in and I'm really proud of it. And I have gotten success again and again. I validated this. I know it works. And so I've been training women in my business to do this with clients when I'm away. And I got that little bit of resistance where I was like, oh my God, Pia, you're sharing all your knowledge. You're sharing this thing that took you so long to develop. And then I went, but Pia, what game are you in? What game are you playing? I'm I'm trying to fix the food industry. Are you going to fix the food industry by holding on to this information? Or am I going to have more impact by empowering other people to actually execute on this methodology? And then once I did that, I was like, Pia, just let go. That's just your ego talking. Yeah. And that's the thing about the mission is that because the mission is always bigger than you, then it's easy to be brave. It's easy to take big action because it's about something bigger than you. When it's about what I was saying earlier, when it's about you making money and when it's about you being good enough, like all of those things that they hold you back, you've got to find the bigger mission. Yeah, completely. And I think a lot of very negative things in society have happened because of that feeling of scarcity and feeling that like we need to hold on to things. And I really believe Brexit happened as a result of that. And in Ireland right now, there's a lot of people that are giving out about refugees coming into the country. And it's awful. It's absolutely awful to see that there's people in our little village here and they've got Irish flags everywhere and there were supposed to be refugees put into a house and they burnt the house. So now no one can be in it. And it's this whole idea that there's not enough. There's not Mm. enough for us. And it's the reality is that when you bring refugees into your country and and remember Irish people were refugees. We traveled all over the world when we were welcomed into societies and and we became part of those societies. But when you try and lock things down and and keep people out, it actually makes everything worse and it, it creates more scarcity. Whereas when you integrate people in, it just makes everything bigger and better. 
Yeah, it's, it's that typical thing of all saboteurs are fear-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All negative emotions are caused by saboteurs. So all negative emotions are rooted in fear. And we did the podcast episode about it in detail after Luca passed away. If that mm. there's that choice for all of us, if it's yeah. fear versus faith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes and we-, we say that fear is easier. But it's not. It's just that there's often some very loud voices who are shouting about it. And so people get hijacked by that. So to round off this week's episode, Mm. Pia, what was your high? What was your low? And what did you learn? What was my high? What was my low? What did I learn? God, I've had, to be honest, my high this week was I've been spending a lot of time with Enzo because I know that our relationship is going to change and it's he's going to go from being the only person in my life to being I'm going to have to share myself between and and at the start it won't be equal it'll be more on the baby yeah and I've just been going outside with him and just playing like we go out to our little house outside and he makes me lemon pretends to make me lemonade um and I've just been because I have been doing a lot of work last week, but I was also taking a lot of time just to play be with him and Cute. just to be with him because I know it's, yeah, it's, so that was a real high that just seeing him flourish and seeing how happy he is. And he's just at that really lovely stage where he's, he, his little identity is coming out. That was a high. My low was, I think the low was just realizing that I had prioritized my business and I'd done a lot of people pleasing last week and I prioritized the to-do lists of others and I hadn't prioritized myself and that all came to a head on Friday night when I was like Pia if you had gone into labor that night you had nothing ready you would have come home to a total shit show you wouldn't even have had clean baby clothes you wouldn't have had nappies that was a low and what I learned from it is just that it's back to that word boundaries Kaya and it's I'm not going to get this perfect because I think women having loose boundaries is generational because women Mm. from previous generations just had to do everything and they could never speak up and say, no, excuse me. No, I'm not going to have six kids for you and look after them all. So you start to switch back into that people pleasing and it's just a reminder. So I did then email my clients and I said, I am now done. And in fairness to them, they all did say, "Okay, we're going to leave you alone from now. So that's what I learned. What about you? I'm out of the building. (laughs) So I think my high was going out on Saturday night and just let listening to my husband sharing his vision for his business and just feeling really proud of him, of how much thinking and just it was so thoughtful. There were so many angles that he'd covered. I was really impressed and really inspired. So I think that was a highlight for me to just be like almost have this kind of falling in love moment again Mm. of just remembering like what why you love that person yeah 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 Uh, and just seeing that kind of really smart side of him coming out I think my low was being in a car with like children for Uh a long time and not being able to get out of it and being like oh shit like abort like I need to get out of this situation and you can't and just yeah exactly just not having control over like yeah my like where what I was doing Uh, And I think what I learned was that I had fallen into a pattern of pleasing Mm -hmm. without realizing, which I think was, was quite interesting for me because I noticed that there was quite a lot of judgment. I'd been working on like my judge and I'd been empathizing with myself and working on empathy to others, but I hadn't really identified that my, that kind of pleaser was there. 
you yeah. know? So it's, I wasn't asking myself, what do I want? Mm-hmm. And that's always the problem with pleaser is that you're not asking yourself, what do I okay. want and what do I need? Yeah. So that that was really, that was my learning. That was useful. That's what I'm going to be focusing on this week. Okay. So are you going to be asking yourself, how do I want to feel? But also, what do I want? Yeah, I'm just going to be on through the uh, PQ app. I'm going to be focusing on my mm-hmm. pleaser. Yeah, actually, that saboteur. And this morning, I was focusing on three questions. The first one was like, how can I simplify? The second mm-hmm. one was, how do I want to feel? And the third one was, yeah, what can I do for myself today? So the second two were very pleaser focused. But mm-hmm. that first one about how can I simplify, I think was really interesting for me because I, when I'm maybe a bit anxious or over-caffeinated or it's just my tendency mm-hmm. can be to start hyper-achieving and basically complicating things, yeah. whether it's what I'm going to eat or how many things I'm going to get done or how, you know, I'm going to get this walk in at this time and yada, 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 yada. It's so much over-complication. Compli- don't even know what the word is. <laughs> over-complication. Yeah, over-complication. <laughs> Thank you. So when I asked myself this morning, like, how can I simplify? Mm-hmm. That was such a great cue to just be like, oh, this. And it's funny when you do ask yourself those questions, you realize the main things you want to get out of the day are actually quite easy. Totally. That is a really good parting gift to leave us all with. I think we could all do with a little bit of simplification. So how um, can you simplify? How do you want to feel? And what can you do for yourself today? Thank you so much for joining us. Catch you next week. Thank you for giving us your time. Did you know that you could change someone's day today just by sharing this episode? Our mission is to help women We all want more money, more success, more love, more laughter, and more time for ourselves. Women Helping Women is how we're going to get there.